Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite English language podcast about the K-League. Uh, my name is Mark, I'm back after a well-earned one-week, two-week break. Two-week break. Two-week break. Nothing at all to do with the fact that FC Seoul beat Songnam. <laughs> uh, I'm not so vain that I think this podcast is about me. And uh, thank you for the outro music of Ueri Songnam as well, it was, it was much appreciated guys. Uh, I'm joined, as you can tell by the laugh in the background, we are phantomless again, thankfully. Uh, I'm joined by Paul. I don't think ghosts exist anyway, so... I don't think they do either. I don't even know who was on that podcast, to be to The be voice is in my head, to be honest. <laughs> it was just you, right? <laughs> so you're looking all fresh and dapper after your one-week break. Me and a ventriloquist dummy. Um, you got half right. <laughs> I'm, not sure if, I'm not sure that there was a ventriloquist on, on the other end of it, but anyway... <laughs> Anyway, um, so interesting, interesting intro. You, did you choose it? Did I choose it? Uh, I chose it. You chose it. It was obviously. I want to sex you up, by Colour Me Bad. Okay, when we get it pulled for copyright reasons or for now being a nineteen plus podcast, yeah. for that title, we'll have to change it to something else. Yeah. Do you want me to explain why it was? I, I would love you to explain why it was. Uh, I always thought that I want to sex you up. It sounds like something that Borat would say. Okay. Uh, and given that Scotland had a World Cup, no, a European qualification game against Kazakhstan yesterday, mm-hmm. it was in commemoration of that. Did we? <laughs> Didn't you? Well, you're Scottish. You were born further north than I was. I know. Um, uh, yes. And, and it was all your lot that screwed it up, right? <laughs> it was indeed. Uh, any, any Inverness player that was near the, the, the national team, actually there was a Wednesday player playing last night. Uh, I think it was like four Celtic players. Um, like The goalkeeper was definitely... From Celtic. <laughs> Technically, Oliver Burke is from Celtic. Yeah, terrible. 3-0, Kazakhstan. Uh, in fairness, the Kazakhstan team is on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> from a very low position. From a very low position. Okay, so th- that was the only reason we chose I want to sex you up. Will they be sexed up before Matt San Marino uh, in a couple of days' time? Uh, it's over now anyway, right? I think we have to wait a year for the double-header playoff or something. I don't, I don't know how this League of Nations thing actually works, to be perfectly honest. Um, but from what I could gather on Twitter, it's over. We can't qualify or something. After one game. After one game. Even though I thought we were playing Israel and Albania last time. But anyway, but that's not the only reason that we chose Colour Me Bad, right? Uh the opening weekends of the, the K-League have been quite colourful. Some unexpected results. Yep. Um, especially Some the bad K- performances from other teams. Yeah, it's, it's, pre- it's making the, uh, the prediction league quite, quite a challenge this year. Yeah, and I'm still second. And I'm still top. Well, no, actually, yeah. <laughs> You're not top. The podcast is top. The podcast is top. But out of the top five, yeah. the three of us are in there. Um, <laughs> so I fully imagine the gift will be staying... In 48 Shades headquarters. Have you sent out the gifts to the other? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Well, the Reverend never gave me his address anyway. And Surely Tim, Tim's still waiting on his. Just send it, be, it the care of God and it'll get there. It'll be done soon. It'll, it'll be sent soon. We promise. We promise. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it's been pretty colourful. We have, I mean, I guess we can go straight into the, to the K1. Uh, but we're also going to talk a little bit about the Asian Champions League, and I will talk a bit more about colours when we come to the Asian Champions League as well. I think the Malaysians brought quite a bit of colour to the the uh, tournament so far, haven't they? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, they definitely painted their running tracks anyway, just for the occasion, uh, which we can talk about a, a little bit later. Uh, we can also, you guys talked about the ticket scam scandal. Um, since then, we, we've had Daegu hosting a, an ACL game. We'll talk about that. Uh, particularly whether or not it was full or a, or a sellout. Um, talking about sellouts, Osan is almost sold out for the Korean national team game against Bolivia. Are you, are you going? Am I not? <laughs> are you going to <laughs> Colombia on Tuesday? You, you did raise the interesting point that we missed the first half of the last time they played. Yeah. So we need to go for the first half this time and then walk out at half-time to get uh, yeah. a full match under the our belt. The only problem is there's a Rangers player in the Colombian team and... Aberdeen fans had a sign saying your mother is a mattress and if I go I'm, I'm, I'm concerned I'm going to sing that for 45 minutes so I don't know because I want to go to the, the FA Cup uh, which we'll preview as well uh, next week but let's start we also have a K2 preview but we, we did that with the Chief 
uh, which we'll kind of insert, I guess, at some point in between K1 and FA Cup and, and ACL, yeah? Okay. Okay, so first up, Sol K1. Sung Nam. First up, Sol Sung Nam. Well, that was, you've, you've done Sorry, it already. Sol Sung Nam Sol. You've already previewed that, reviewed that, talked about that. There's no point in talking about it again. Unless you want to talk about the broken seats. I, I want to, well, uh, we can talk about the broken seats. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Sol should, Sol should not have won it. Song Nam should have got at least a draw. Uh, Yu Sang Hyun, if that's his name, whatever. Fantastic pet, uh, save in the last like five minutes. Double double save, actually. He made two fantastic saves. But the one from Idar's header was world class. Um, that's it. Review finished. Yeah, broken seats. You broken seats. something to say about broken seats? I have indeed. One of your stupid wannabe ultras groups broke a few seats at uh, Moran Stadium. Uh, the same ones who brought out the ridiculous back to where you belong banner. Um, same ones who stickered up the stadium. Uh, I never thought I would ever use the Phantom season ticket for FC Seoul this year, but I might just, because I, I know you stand right next to them. Mm-hmm. And we'll soon see who gets to put sticker and break what at <laughs> that game. I, I, yeah, personally, I'm not sure I have a problem with putting stickers. I don't have a problem with stickers. I, I, I actually think it would be quite good to see like which groups of... Of, of, and teams have come and yeah, I don't have a problem with the stickers. The seats, the 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 official statement is is that the seats are cheap plastic and there's not much uh, space between the rows, so you can accidentally yeah, when, yeah. when when you're doing like your hardcore supporting, jumping up and down, you jump up and down on the seat and it just cracks because because okay. they're, they're like um, they're basic you know, you know the seats right they're basically yeah. uh, plastic shells that are hollow right so there's not much uh, well see. If you'd said that before, I celebrated two goals against Sue One Blue Wings without smashing a seat, I might have agreed with you. But I celebrated two goals on Saturday. Did you jump up and down on a oh, seat? Oh, I jumped up and down quite a bit, yes. Um, and I'm a lot bigger than any of the ultras that were, that were accidentally breaking seats, yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's done, over and done with. Uh, what are they, the clubs? So they were none broken, well, I did. Oh, the Sewon did score, right? They did score, but uh, they were—I don't think they were bouncing too much for most of the game. To be to be brutally honest, should we, should we talk a bit more about the game then? Uh, indeed, you want to talk about the start, the big, the end, of the beginning. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't watch it, so um, I'll leave. I know it was a one by a last-minute winner. It was indeed. So it finished two-one. I basically got there uh, one minute before kickoff. I had been. Um, I was in between moving house, so I moved in the morning, went to the football, went back and finished off moving in the evening. Um, some of us prioritise football over everything else, I guess. Um, Suwon took the lead, Suwon Bluings, I apologise. Uh, Chief took, took the lead, um, 20 minutes in, somewhere. I'm not really sure when it was. Uh, Stonewall dive. I've watched the replays and still convinced it was a dive. Um, of course, young Kihun doesn't miss that many penalties in his life. Stepped up, put the keeper the wrong way, I think. Scored it easily, 1-0. Um, into the uh, the Songnam fans as well, which is why I knew it, it was a dive, because you can see pretty clearly uh, it was a dive. Um, just prior to that, either had a handball that claimed that wasn't given. Uh, just before half-time, you did it? Someone, I can't remember who was fouled in the, in the Blue Wings box. I originally thought that the referee had just evened up the game. I thought it was a pretty dodgy penalty as well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but uh, Inchon Luke had commented and said, nope, it would have been given on VAR anyway. Uh, I watched the highlights on the Sunday. I said, I watched the highlights every day since it happened. Um, and I would probably agree that it probably was a penalty. Uh, he... The, so when the Blue Wings defender both his arms around the Songnam player and definitely pulled him, pulled him down. Uh, Idair stepped up, took the penalty, one each. Um, fantastic. Uh, second half. Um, it was pretty obvious why Blue Wings are bottom. They were pretty, pretty poor, to be honest. Like, I think Songnam, like they did against Seoul, had a lot of play in the middle, they created chances, but don't really have anyone that can finish them. Um, and then in the 92nd minute, um, an absolutely fantastic goal uh, gave us a lead to one. Um, 
celebrating the goal was fantastic, but I had moved because it was really windy. You know how at Moran there's no there's no roof over three of the stands, mm. um, but because the back wall was so low, yeah. the wind just come, comes cutting straight in. So it was fine against Seoul, but against Blue Wings it was absolutely Baltic. It was like really bad. So I, I, I met one of your boys, your ex-boys, I guess, ex-Diablos, now, now just a K-League fan, the Dejan boy, Alex. Um, mm. And we walked round towards the Blue Wings fans and sat kind of actually right next to the Blue Wings fans uh, for the second half. I, I, I was trying to find Kunsuk, which is why we kept walking around, but I couldn't find him. Uh, so I was facing, I was right next to them, Songnam scored in, into the other end. But what that did mean was that I got to watch... Uh, Dehan and the rest of them have to bow uh, in a three-game losing streak apology. And you, you know how that we've discussed many a time, right? About how there's no, you know, the, the Quinchana chant. You know, you miss a sitter or Quinchana, Quinchana, everything's okay. You know, the, the bowing at the end. You know, everyone still applauds and claps. Yeah, not anymore for Blue Wings. As they approached, as the players got onto the the, the running track and approached the, the fans. The boots to a man. There was like I've never heard away fans booing uh, at that point. Usually nothing thrown. Um, I don't. It didn't look like there was anything thrown, but uh, maybe the towel <laughs> was thrown. Um, but definitely, yeah, a lot of booing, a lot of unhappy uh, Bloomings fans. Definitely. So you've you've taken away one of the questions I was going to ask you. Uh, the other one we're talking about fans is. Did they all get in before kickoff? Did because when Seoul played, there was horrendous problems with uh, inadequate ticketing yep. facilities. Have they did they sort that out for week two? Yeah, it, it didn't look as bad. Uh, I think maybe there was still about maybe five minute. I think some people were still coming in like five minutes into the game. But as I said, I, I mean I just made it for kickoff as well, so I'm not sure if that was just people drinking outside or latecomers, because of where I came in from from Moran Station and where the black zone is, I, I didn't actually look up, you see, you know, I, I didn't pass the ticket gate, I just went straight into the stand because I, I didn't have time. Mm. Um, I looked as if all the Blue Wings fans were already in, uh, but they definitely looked as if there were still some Songnam fans coming in a bit late. Um, it's, a, it's a strange thing because every time there's a new stadium, or a, you know, a stadium change or something changes, uh, the, the kind of season there's always these ridiculous cues right mm. um, I, I, I guess at Seoul when Seoul were there they had only one one window open I guess they opened two or three because it seemed to move quickly but when I got there half an hour 40 minutes before kickoff, the cues were terrible uh, but then after about 20 minutes it seemed to kind of move a bit quicker so I'm assuming they just opened a second window or something, yeah? They got a ticket office around the back as well. Okay. By the away stand, but people were still, for the Sol, for the Songnam Sol game, people were still queuing there 20 minutes into the game. So it was, yeah. It, it, it did look as if it was, as if things were sorted. Uh, a, a little bit smoother. There were, I would probably say, there were less Blue Wings fans than there were Soul fans, to be honest. I think the paid attendance was just shy of 10, maybe like 9,000 or something. Um, it did look on TV it looked dead because behind the goal only the YF boys mm. stayed it was Baltic nobody stayed they, literally everyone who sat in Black Zone just moved which is the good thing about Songnam because they don't actually really restrict you by your season ticket so even though they're different prices so the E is like 11,000 a game and black zone is like 9,000 but they don't really care and you can move around pretty pretty freely as long as you don't mind crossing over some ropes and stuff so three games in Suwon winless yep bottom of the league yep dare we do we dare to dream we can dream um, having watched them uh, I, I don't see how they're going I, I, I honestly they just look poor Um in the prediction league, I'm going to say it. Adam Tiger looks like a like a guy who played for Dundee United. <laughs> he looks exactly like that, and Dehan looks like he played for Dundee United as well. To be honest, he was, he was the only one who looked as if he was trying. He was screaming at them, but Wagenino looked lively. But I guess he hasn't played football for like almost like what, six, seven months, right? 
in, a, in, in the uh, prediction league, there was one of the bonus questions of which manager will get fired first. Is your, man, your money on Suwon? Yeah, I, I can't remember who I said. Um, I think I said... I don't know who I said, actually. I can't quite remember. But if I was, if I was being asked now about Bushiara, I would say the Blue Wings guy won't survive the season. There's no chance he'll survive it. And, and, unless he turns things around. But they have, on paper, a strong squad... But they can't play together. So what's changed from last year then? Tactics. There's even less of them. <laughs> Tactics are overrated. They are indeed. Che only has one. Talk, talk, talking of Che. How was it? Um, Jeju, right? Yeah, so the, the first game against Pohang, Seoul were outstanding. The second game against Songnam, they were poor. They were terrible, yeah. But uh, Song, yeah. So this, this week was kind of a litmus test for which way they're going to go. Uh, and they were kind of in between. Okay. The first half, they were pretty dire. They came out for the second half and uh, played some nice stuff for about 20, 25 minutes, and then things tailed off. Finished nil-nil. Um, two goals chopped off or something? Uh, two goals right? for Cheju chopped off, yeah, for okay. offside. Were they barred or were they just chopped off? Um, one of them was definitely just chopped off. I think one of them was chopped off and did they check it on bar, maybe. Because both penalties for in the Bloomings game, both penalties, none of them went to VAR. None of them. So I guess the referees have, have been told only go to VAR if you're not sure, right? So, yeah, in, in that game, I think Cheju probably shaded it, but nil-nil, probably fair. Okay. So three games in, two wins and a draw? Yep, second in the league. More? Two wins and a draw is actually more points than you got in the last 19 games. <laughs> more, more, definitely more wins than you got in the last 19 games maybe not more points because there was a few draws in there yeah, but yeah. happy with Che? Um, you were never happy with him first time round but no, happier I've, I've never been happy with Che uh, so I can't unless he does the treble this year <laughs> I'm not going to be happy with Can him can you do a treble? <laughs> if you're only in two tournaments, is it possible? That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I understand. If he does the treble, I'll be happy with him. <laughs> Fantastic. But I mean, I guess you know that we talked about this a way back when we did the key advent calendars. And one of the posts we talked about, you know, when will be the week where our teams will finish above Blue Wings, right? Uh, it was a realistic question to ask a Soul fan back then wasn't a realistic question to ask a Songnam fan and I think that was a season that we got relegated anyway, right? Uh, Blue Wings ended up in the bottom six. This season, they, having, it is only three games in, do you think so will finish above Blue Wings? Given that you're, what, a few points above them as, as already, right? Seven points above them already? Um, First Super Match, 5th of May? Yeah, well... It's looking like they would, but then it depends how long it, the the current shambles that Suwon goes on, right? If, yeah. they, if they if they lose again next round, get rid of the manager, bring in someone decent, then for seven, ten points is not much to make up. Okay. I'm just gonna look I just wanna say that obviously Sangju top of the league at the moment, three wins from three. Seoul play Sangju at home next week, so they could be top of the league come uh the end of this month. Sangju, yeah, they will be, yeah. No, Seoul. Seoul could be t- <laughs> It's a top of the table. If, if I'd have told you round four would be a top of the table clash between Seoul and Sangju, if I told you that a month ago, what would you have done? Uh, I'd have told you to stop drinking soju before the podcast. <laughs> but here we are. But here we are, yeah. One um, of those teams will be top of the league. Well, one of those teams is top of the league, and one the other one, yeah, next yeah. week. Uh, one team who's not top of the league is uh, much to the, the joy of the majority of... Um, our listeners uh, is John Book, who just, just takes us back to another bonus question about how many weeks they'll be top of the league or how many weeks they won't be top of the league. It's going to be surprisingly difficult to calculate, much more difficult to calculate than I thought when I made the question. <laughs> yeah, because I think you thought maybe <laughs> the first two games or something like that, right? Right. Uh, I mean, they're fifth, lost at the weekend, lost 1 0 at home to a gang one. Uh, not going to comment on a game I didn't watch, but that's an, an, an epic result for the K-League in total. But, uh, and the reason why I'm saying epic, it's not that I particularly hate John, but just, just to clear this up, but they've been running away with the league for the last 
five years, to be honest. So they um, drew with Tegu. Yep. Humped Suwon. Yep. And then lost to Kangwon. Lost to Kangwon. Which, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Last year you would have said it was good for them to beat Suwon, but the other two results were poor. But this year is, it's a bit topsy-turvy. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the K-League... The, the, the K-1 is becoming the same as the K-2 almost, right? Yeah, I mean, looking at the top six, we've got Inchon uh, in the top six. I mean, who would have thought they'd have been there, right? The only, the only thing that's certain is that Seoul won't concede. Okay. Three clean sheets. The only team not to concede a goal. But yeah, the only thing that's certain at this point was that Seoul haven't conceded. <laughs> I think that's what you meant to say there, right? Look, we've just signed Jar Jar, right? Yeah. <laughs> The, the guy looks a bit. Uh, he's a, he looks a bit tubby. Me to no think he play this year. I'm sure the Phantom did that joke a couple of weeks ago. And interestingly, you know, the team that a lot of people thought you know was last season a flash in the pan could could Gyeongnam continue? You know, they beat us the opening day. You know, they, they had a good result against Shandong. Uh, they lost four one on on Sunday to Pohang. It was interesting, Pohang had lost the first two games, one to Seoul uh, as well. So, uh, <laughs> that, sorry guys, but that could be an earthquake happening in the background. Um, so, yeah, Pohang, who I had said at the beginning of the season, you know, they had you know, they, the best season in a long time last year. Could they build on it? Started pretty poor, but that 4 1 gubbing of, of uh, Gyeongnam is huge, right? Got to ask the question Gyeongnam and Jongbuk were both away in the Champions League. In the Asian Champions League, they were way to like um, Buriram and. Well, they lost in Buriram, right? Yeah, yeah. Lost one. Now, do you think those away trips really impacted on, on John Book and Gyeongnam? Uh, they didn't. Well, didn't. I mean, given the fact that they both lost in the league, is what I mean. But they didn't impact on uh, Tego the week before, did they? No. So, and they went a hell of a lot further. Yeah. So. Speaking of Daegu, one each draw with Ulsan, uh, the replay of the of the FA Cup final. I think that's the only result I called right on the prediction league. Um, oh no, I think I called Seoul Jeju. No, no, I didn't. I thought Seoul would win that one, yeah. Uh, and as we said, yeah, Sangju top after beating Incheon United 2-0. Two, two so the league is Sangju, Seoul, Daegu, Ulsan, Jongbuk, Incheon, top six, bottom six, Gangwon, Pohang, Gyeongnam, Songnam, Jeju. Aha. <laughs> the blue wings were rooted at the bottom. So three games in. Do uh, you think uh, Kyunglam can pull it, can turn it around and get yep. into the top half? Oh, get in the top half, yes. Like, I think Kyunglam on paper have some of the best foreigners, I would say, definitely. Uh, they look a good enough team. They probably should finish in the top half. The team in the top six right now that I don't think will be there... Uh, come the come the split is Inchon. I think Inchon will. You think Sangju will still be there? I said come the split. I, I don't know. It depends. I I I I I wouldn't have thought so if you'd asked me at the beginning of the season. I thought Sangju were, but a relegation battle. Uh, three games in, three wins. Uh, it depends on when players start leaving. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's been a great start for them. Long may it not continue. And then the other question, can Suwon get themselves off the bottom of the league or is automatic relegation assured now? <laughs> well, we have a, a Suwon derby, which I discussed with, with uh, the Chief in our, in our K2 review, which is coming up soon, yeah. Um, Two-point gaps, quite, quite difficult to bridge at this stage of the season. <laughs> I mean, as long as we stay above them, that's all I care about, to, to, to be honest, yeah. Uh, as I said, I think, you know, when the K1 fixes were announced, I think when, when someone said, you know, where do you think Songnam will be? My, my, my dream, my aim, my goal was to finish above Incheon. I didn't think we would finish above Blue Wings. Yeah. Now it's to finish above Incheon, Blue Wings and Seoul. <laughs> <laughs> it's to finish above Blue Wings would, would be exceptional. Um, and it's good to see that even though Seoul's left... There's still so time a lot going live and strong. Against them this time, yeah. Yeah, yeah fantastic. What a, what a goal. An amazing goal as well, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting because they, they have no ACL, obviously, as a distraction, so they can focus just purely on, on, on getting 
a foothold back in the in, in the K one. But I mean, looking at those two teams, Jeju and Blooming's at the bottom. You know, like Youngnam in the bottom six. Yeah, that's you would not have predicted that at the beginning of the season. All three of them can't make the top six, so one of them at least is going to have to drop out. My money's on Daegu win the league. I love Daegu. They're my second team. Keep selling out their stadium. Keep selling out the stadium. Depends on what you view as being a sellout, but yes, keep selling out the stadium. Against uh, Evergrande, I was getting ready to go, or getting ready to think about going, I should say. Uh, but they sold out uh, in the morning of the game. I think the announcement was in the morning, of the eve- yeah, in, in the morning. Um, and the fans were treated to a spectacle. Yeah, I mean, who would have... Yeah. 3-1 victory over the, the, the ex-millionaires of, of, of Asia, right? Um, so Incredible. Have, have Evergrande lost some of their sheen these days? Are they much weaker than they were five years ago? I mean, I watched most of the Daegu game and I would say yes. They still have it's big name... Basically the same squad now. They've got big name foreigners, but haven't they lost? I mean, I, I don't know, is Zing, Zing Z still running around a, a pitch in the CSL? I don't think so, I'm not sure. I think they've lost... Some of the, I think, Evergrande had, you know, the Chinese internationalists plus foreigners, but I think they've kind of lost a few of those top Chinese players or better Chinese players, and I think the ones that they have are not really. I mean, you, you've got, you know, three huge foreigners trying to carry the other eight players, right? Um, they they look poor against Daegu, but that being said, Daegu looked fantastic against them. It was chucking it down, so it did look as if the stadium was anywhere was very far from full. But uh, I spoke to Daegu Freak, and he he said that yeah, they were actually because of the rain, the front three or four rows all moved up and stood right because the the, the roof doesn't cover the front, you know, the, the bottom, mm. the, the front rows of the bottom tier. So when it started raining, they all moved and stood up at the, up up at the back. But it was actually a seller. Yeah, they sold out the game against Ulsan, uh, also the K1 game at the weekend um, and you've got to assume that you know they're third in the league you've got to assume that those fans are going to keep coming back I'm not sure where they're coming from I mean they got 20,000 at a game away back in 2000 and from Sadang presumably 16 right yeah yeah from Sadang yeah but they got a they, they got a they, 20,000 right but they had a K-pop group that day right yeah um so yeah, I mean they were playing in front of crowds of like a couple of hundred in the in the K two. So I'm not really sure how they're selling out the stadium, but fair play to them. They're putting in the performances on the pitch and they're selling out. The fans will keep coming. Um, so yeah, fair play. Start of a new dynasty. Five, I mean, five years time when we're doing like episode five hundred, we'll be like, oh god, bloody Tegu won the league again. Well, you'll be saying bloody Tegu, I'll be saying bloody Tegu. Um, we might even be sponsored by Daegu Bank by then <laughs> do you know what I mean speaking of, of episode uh, 500 episode 200 is coming up pretty soon I think it's only right on the the eve of that episode coming up that we have a quick shout out to ex-host and co-founder of the 48 Shades of Football Stevie Waddle um, if we could get him back on uh, for, for episode 200 that would be fantastic I'm going to contact my Auntie Teresa because she's been great at negotiations recently uh, and see if she can negotiate Stevie coming on Yeah, uh, I'm not sure that directing him to episode 3 for a, a, a trip down memory lane was the best way of buttering up for that <laughs> yes I mean when that appeared on, on, on Facebook I, yeah, I couldn't help but tell him it was on YouTube we have to find some of the other outtakes but they're somewhere they're, they're somewhere yeah but yeah, if it wasn't for Stevie, you would not have your favourite uh, K-League podcast. So, Well, actually, if it wasn't for Shamrock, Baron Hongdae, you probably wouldn't have it ever, ever been honest, right? Okay, anything else on K1? Uh, nope, 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 nope. Shall we move on to K2? Uh, yes. Okay, so I'm joined tonight, as always, for our, our monthly chat, or maybe our monthly rant, as it might be. Uh, by the chief, uh, who's on here to talk about his favourite his favourite boys in red and blue, uh, Suwon FC, good Suwon as we're going to call them for this season's podcast. Yeah, how's it going, Joe? 
about yourself? Uh, not too bad. You can probably tell I don't have much of a voice. Um, must be must be all that all that shouting at teachers I'm doing these days. I don't know, but my voice is pretty it's pretty bad. So you'll need to be the the kind of the, the kind of the uh, king of the show for tonight, yeah. You shoot your voice didn't happen to go about four o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> Strangely enough, that might have been exactly when it went. Roughly when I was making hand gestures at a certain group of Blue Wings fans at the same time, yeah. But I guess we'll get on to that one later as well, yeah? Fair enough. So, uh, so basically, obviously K2 season has started. Uh, I saw you you with your four season tickets, three season tickets? Uh, just the three. Three? And, uh, we can't convince the oldest son to take one. <laughs> Is he still a Man City fan, Liverpool fan, Man U fan? Oh, he, he, no, he saw the Man City um, He's actually recently decided he's a Daegu fan. They must be doing well just now. <laughs> Fantastic. In fairness, I think I'm kind of swinging t- towards a Daegu fan as well these days, selling out ACL games and so on. Yeah, pretty pretty sweet. Um, but anyway, so last time I saw you was at Buchan uh, in the opening game. Um, you know, probably not the best start that uh, Suwon FC could have had, uh, losing, losing to Buchan. We kind of talked a little bit during the game, a little bit after the game about you know the manager, uh, the new signings. Like I guess you know you, you've had <clears throat> two more games or two more weeks to kind of have a look at it and and see what you think. So you basically started with am I right in saying you lost to Butchon and then lost to Pusan, right? That's right, yeah. So I, I was at the Butchon game. What about the Pusan game? How was that one? Like, uh, was a did you deserve to lose? Was it a close game? I mean, the Butchon one looked pretty even until maybe halfway through the second half or so, yeah. But they would have been Pusan. Ah, uh, it was a kind of strange game as well. Um, the first half was not much happened, but uh, Suwon FC took the lead through Sung Do. He took a free kick out wide, and nobody got touched. They went straight in. That was midway through the first half, I think, and then. Not much really happened. I think Busan the goal chopped off, but rightly chopped off. Um, but it was a bit of a nothing game, which a lot of Suwon FC games somehow tend to become. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, they came out in the second half and they brought on a an ex Suwon FC player at half time, and uh, he scored within a minute. Okay. Um, and then we we can see the ridiculous second goal where uh, midfielder tried to head the ball back to the goalkeeper, but. Never noticed the Busan player between him and the goalkeeper, and he stuck it away. Okay, so that was like two games, two defeats, uh, pretty horrendous start, basically. Yeah, um, but get the Butchon game. We we saw a couple of your new signings. You know, we saw Arnie. Uh, you know, we saw the boy who was playing in Sweden. Like, if you think about Arnie, I mean, obviously he had come from Scotland or he played in Scotland previously. How's he been looking? I mean, he missed out an absolute sitter. Uh, against Butchon. Um has he kind of settled in a little bit more over the last two games? I think so. Um, gradual, small steps. Um, he looked quite fit on Saturday. Actually, a few times a burst of speed to to get away. Um, he's not had many more clear cut opportunities. A few shots on target the other day, but mostly from like the edge of the box and stuff. Right. He's looking a bit better. Um, still, maybe looking for contact a bit much with other the other players. Okay, and what about? I mean, as as is like as is normal, especially in K two, but as is normal in, in in both leagues, but more K two, I guess. There was a huge overhaul of players. Like, have you been? Has there any new signing that stood out as being? The one to watch for the season is there anyone who's impressed you? Is there anyone who's going to be 2019's Kim Dong Chan? Uh, not that I can see so far, to be honest. Um, the, one, the one guy who I like to look up, but he's not getting much time. He's only, he's only had maybe 10 or 15 against Busan and then came on right at the end against uh, Ansan. Is the Uzbek player Jovlan. Okay. He, he's a centre midfielder but he does something that Suwon FC don't just do he gets ball moves on quick but we've only seen him really short spell but he looked prompt in that spell but uh, you know it all depends
Anything's going to get more opportunities. Is he just learning the language or the customs or the his teammates? But he looked promising when he's been on. Okay. Um, like one of your big, I guess, your big bugbears or, or complaints of last year, you know, was that the coach didn't really seem to have a plan A half the time, never mind a plan B. Uh, have you seen anything, but before we go on to the Ansam game, have you, have you seen anything in, the, in those first two games that, that give you a bit more hope that this year might be the year that the Sewell FC can kind of uh, make the playoffs or finish second or do you think he's still not the man for the job? Based on the first two games, Butchon and Busan, if just felt like deja vu all over again. Probably deja vu all over again, that's a bit of a... <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, it felt like deja vu. Um, it was a lot of last seasons. So the squad had changed massively, but it was still the same... Slow, boring football with creating very few chances and, and looking suspect defensively. So, um, based on the first two, I, I was really, really worried. Okay. And if we get on to the game, so on, on Saturday, I believe it was, you were <coughs> hosting Ansan, <coughs> who, if you've had a bad season or maybe a bad start, Ansan's had pretty much the, the kind of start of nightmares. Um, you want to that was your first three points that you won the game 2-1 that's right yeah uh, so I mean you want to take us through that game I mean they, uh, you took the lead first half 2-0 up and San to go back is that right yeah that's right um, the bizarre thing is like, of the three teams that watched this play Ansan were the best team ok uh, first half they dominated us and really the for us, we won up at half time. It was, uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a true reflection of the match. We scored. It was a game. It was a messy goal. A, a corner came in. They couldn't clear it. Five seconds later, rather than still in the box, and we were sent half minutes to put it in. So uh, we were happy that was after about ten minutes. And from then on, you know, it was pretty much all Ansan. We had a few breakaways, but uh, they they had the, the woodwork within two minutes. Okay. They had one chopped off. Our goalkeeper did a good few saves. At half-time, they would have felt really hard done by. We had a, a, an injury right on half-time where our centre midfielder had to go off and then come back out the second half. And what he did there, he moved Cho Yu-Min, who, who was in the Asian game squad, into the centre midfield. Now, he's always been advertised as a midfielder, but he's always been played at centre-half. Right. You're in the centre midfield, and he definitely gave us more bite in the in the second half, which was much more even. I actually think Suarez probably just about edged the second half. Uh, but overall, pretty lucky to probably take the three points. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of pretty big attendances this year. I mean, you, you had uh, Inchon who had 18,000 when they brought uh, Momoland. Uh, you know, you had... I think it was John Book, Daegu sold out. I mean, John Book had quite a few. How's the attendance been in those two home games? Uh, Suwon, how's the attendance been? Have they been, <clears throat> have they been up on last season? Have they been down on last season? Opening match of the season it was was well up. It was uh, just short of six thousand. I think it was five thousand eight hundred in the stadium. Uh, I think about one thousand five hundred of those were free tickets apparently. So that, that was great. I mean, it's probably the busiest I've seen it. Okay. Uh, Saturday it was back to normal. And we got half of that crowd, 3,000, were gone. So we were down about 2,600 on Saturday. So it was a, it was a big drop-off, uh, which was disappointing. But if you're based on the Busan performance or the performance against Busan, not entirely surprising. Okay. So, I mean, next week is the cup for you guys, right? Wednesday 27th, uh, Chungju Citizen, yep. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, obviously, the victory against Ansan's got to, it's got to have kind of left you guys feeling a bit kind of buoyed up after that one. I mean, do you think you can make a good run in the cup this year? Because like, last year you got knocked yeah. out by Osan, right? That's right, yeah. We, we beat a university team in the third round, they get knocked out by Osan the, the next round. Um, hard to say, I mean, I don't know what we've got. That cup game on the 27th, then on the 31st, we're away to Dijon. 
So is he going to field a strong team? Is he going to rest players? Um, yeah, I'm not entirely sure how he, he would go about it. Anier is away with the Estonian national team. Okay. So I guess he won't be, he won't be available. Um, so you would like to think you'd get past Chunju, but you know, away from home, you just never know. Yeah, okay. I, I honestly couldn't say at the moment. Okay. And they, I mean, in terms of the K2 it's itself, I mean, uh, you know, they were, for the last couple of years, I mean, for maybe more than the last couple of years, it's been kind of unpredictable. I mean, two years ago, Gyeongnam ran away with it, but other than that, it's been kind of really unpredictable. I mean, like, uh, uh, John Am Dragons had a bad start. I mean, I think, you know, you've got the Guangzhou are doing well. They, who do you think has been, they, looking at the table or looking at the games that you've seen, who do you think has been like, the kind of the best looking team or the strongest looking team in the K2 this year so far? Well, I say based on the three that we've played, Ansan look the best team, but they're, they're bottom of the league right now. I think Guangzhou actually look pretty good. I, I saw them against Eland uh, just on TV. Yeah. Uh, Game they went 2 0 up pretty early and then just cruised it. Then they, they gave Asana thrashing and uh, they drew at Busan at the weekend but they came back from a, a goal down so I think Wangers looking pretty good obviously Dejon's up there with them but again no team has won 3 out of 3 yeah. Wangju and Dejon on 7 points Asan and Buchon on 6 Busan 4 then you know Anyang Su on Jinnam 3 Ilan 2 Ansan 1 so you know it's no one has won all no one has lost all yet so it's kind of it's been tight but unpredictable as well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I bet like I mean, I guess the key one's been the same. I mean, you've got Sangju, the only team in the country to last the one all three games, right? Get kind of sitting top, and the John Book who lost at the weekend. So maybe, maybe both leagues are going to be kind of unpredictable this year, yeah. So they can tell. I mean, yeah, I guess it will be like that. If, if the key one is though, that's going to be good as well. Make it a bit more interesting. And so, I mean, do you think? Looking at the other Suwon team who obviously got, well, I don't want to say scalped because it was only 2-1, but who lost to uh, Songnam at the weekend. Uh, do you think you can finish the season on more points? Oh, man. Uh, I think it might be tight. <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing I want to talk... Uh, sorry. The one last thing I want to talk about is the team of the week came out this week and uh, there was two Suwon FC players in the team of the week. Uh, he... E. Young? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, I said it was two of your defenders, right? Yeah, it was a left back and a centre half. Two defenders, but it actually were two goal scorers from Saturday. So um, I'm not sure how much research I've got when I'm picking them. Uh, <laughs> especially E. Young, who only came on at half time. Okay. Played the second half, scored a goal. Um, didn't particularly stand out, but you know, I guess he, he did well enough. And guy who scored the first goal, second half, decent enough game, but like I said, the first half, Ansan really should have scored at least one, maybe two goals. Their defence did not look particularly solid, but he was in there as the centre defensive pick of the week, so yeah, I, I don't read too much into those K2 team of the weeks. It does seem to be, it does seem to be based on, you know, the, the guys that scored and the team that don't lose a goal, right? Seems to be the yeah. goalkeeper. So it's, uh, if if you don't lose a goal, if you don't, you know, if you keep a clean sheet, you're in the, the you're the goalkeeper of the week. And if you score, they're going to shoehorn you into the team somewhere. Yeah. Like, who would you say? I mean, in the three games so far, like who do you think, you know, is the has been the kind of the guy who you would put in the team of the week that they can assume one team. I mean, has there been anyone who you've kind of thought, um, you know, that should have been in the team? for this week and it wasn't? That's a hard one. Uh, I think Joe Yumin, let's say, he certainly came on the game when we went to central midfield in the second half and he was sold off the first half in defence. But, you know what, we got the win, but I, I don't think anyone particularly stood out. Um, it's dominating the, the game, certainly from the Sewell FC point of view. I mean, that team of the week, or this week, had the 11 players were just from four teams, I think. I think yeah. it was three from Guangzhou, three from Asan, three from Jonam, 
and uh, Pooh from Suwon FC. So it seems, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there was Busan players or whoever, Guangzhou players, or there was a Guangzhou players, I'm sorry, who, who played well. Uh, I think, yeah, they just look at statistics or goal scorers or that kind of stuff. Okay, and it's like, uh, we talked, the, the, the last thing that we talked about, maybe we did the preview show, you know, that we talked a little bit about formations, you know, and about how, you know, that, that when the manager chooses a particular formation, I think like Sue One had a 56% win ratio or something like that. You know, having, having the way we talked about it that day, you said that you don't really think that he actually has a, has a particular shape that, that, that he plays. Have you been, have you noticed like more of a shape this year? I mean, have you noticed that he is playing a particular 4-4-2 or, you know, like whatever, like 4-3-3 or is it just, you know, there's like 11 players on the pitch and they just look as if there's no structure? Oh, it's just not exactly there's no structure, but I think the advertised lineup tends to be a 4-3-3, but it... To me, it never really looks like that. Yeah. Um, on Saturday, it looked like the first half with three centre halves, uh, with, with two fullbacks either side or for the forward at times. Um, but yeah, the, the the lineup I think on social media and stuff is just a four-three-three, but it certainly looked like that to me. Um, and in fact, I just want to ask you. I mean, we signed Ihak Min from you guys. Yeah. And he's played right back the three games and to be honest I've not been that impressed hopefully just bedding in but yeah I mean he was I think he played a good I can't remember how many games exactly like we talked about this like on Kakao you know when he signed but I mean he was he was definitely our our uh, right back or our ring back you know like for two years I mean that was a guy who, who was picked over, over the last couple of years, so not just under Nam, but under uh, Park Chung Hyun as well. So I yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that the, he, he's taking a bit of time to set one. I did think he would be putting in better performances than he's been putting in. I mean, I, you could argue that he played alongside Yoon Young Sun, and maybe that gave him a bit more freedom to bomb forward because he was more confident. I mean, Yoon Young Sun's a international defender, so maybe. That was part of the reason why he was so good, but yeah, I'm a bit surprised that he hasn't um, kind of stood out a little bit more, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it'll come into the case of settling in, but yeah, I mean, I, I was expecting better. I think I did see he played over 30 games last year, yeah. so I was a bit surprised that he made the move down to the K2, but no, that's the way these things go. But hopefully it's, hopefully it's just a case of bedding in and getting used to the players around him. I mean, the viewers surprised that he actually was sold because he brought in Cho O back, I guess, as the natural replacement for him, who has looked every bit the Eland player, to be honest, so far as well. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit. I was surprised that we let him go, to be honest. But hopefully, he will come good and hopefully pretty soon as well. It, it's quite interesting that, that you talk there about, you know, that you're. Your advertised lineup was a four-three-three. I mean, against Blue Wings on 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 Saturday, we allegedly played three up front, and uh, I don't know. Maybe I drank too much Macaulay, but I couldn't see three guys up front at any point in time during that game. Um, so I, I I sometimes wonder if the if the actual the the official team announcements are just kind of just put out there with like yeah 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 we're putting a four-three-three, but they actually. You know, it's a completely different system once they got on the pitch, yeah? Yeah, I, I would think it probably isn't most of the time. Yeah. Okay. And I guess my final thing I want to ask you, and then I'll let you go, is that uh, obviously it's early days yet. Uh, you know, when I saw you in Butchon, you were, you know, the, the energy was there, you were bumping, you were ready, you know, like brand new season ahead. How are you feeling about, two, it's only three games in, but how are you feeling about about this season? Like, do you, do you think... This is the the you know the the season that we get to see a Sue one derby next year, uh, or do you think it's going to be another year of kind of roundabout fourth fifth? In all honesty, there could well be a 
on Derby next year. <laughs> or it'll be NK2. Um, um, I, I would be... On FC. Based on the first three weeks, uh, I can't see them scoring enough goals and being consistent enough to, to set them up for automatic playoffs. You know, it's anyone's... Anyone get, get in it, that's the, the thing. So, you know, never say never. The win on Saturday... Merited or not was was huge. Yeah. Hopefully that will give the players uh, something to believe in and, and move on. See, the second half performance was more encouraging. Uh, though they kind of, I'd say they went long ball exactly, but you know there were certainly more long balls than usual. Um, but if it's working compared to some of the stale boring stuff that they're playing in the first halves, then I'm all for it. Okay. So I'm not full of confidence, but. Saturday was huge. Okay. I mean, I think we're in exactly the same boat, to be perfectly honest. I mean, you know, we lost Gyeongnam, uh, Hope Me Soul. We should never have lost Hope Me Soul, but whatever. Uh, and I think beating Super and Blue Wings on, on, on Saturday was huge. But, yeah, I mean, three games played, three points. Um, going to be a long season as well for us. And, and I really do hope that there is no Suwon Derby next year. Purely because I hope the Blue Wings get relegated and you guys come up, um, to be honest. But but you, you, you can but live in hope anyway, yeah? Exactly, mate. But anyway, Joe, thank you very much for, for coming on. Always a pleasure. And if I don't see you uh, at Dejan or somewhere else, we will be having another K2 run in a few weeks' time, yeah? Okay, take okay, care, mate. Okay, take care, mate. Take care, bye. 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 Okay, so... I do apologise, guys, for the poor sound of my voice uh, in that in that interview with Joe. Uh, I don't know what happened. I had a bit of a throat infection uh, on Tuesday evening. But, yeah, hopefully you could understand it all. Anyway, if you can't understand two Scottish people talking over Skype, the one with a throat infection, you shouldn't be listening to the podcast anyway. Don't worry, I'll put subtitles on it. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, uh, quick review of the ACL. We talked a little bit, obviously, about John Book losing in Buriram. Uh, we talked about Daegu beating Evergrande um, anything else to say about the Asian, the Asian Champions League because none of us really care because our teams are not in it what, what did Ulsan and Kyungnam do? well Kyungnam are sitting third is what, what they did after drawing um, two each with uh, Shandong didn't they go to Malaysia and get beat? they went, they went to Malaysia and they, they drew whites with JIDT yeah um, Daegu, so Gyeongnam are sitting uh, third in their in their group, uh, two games played and two points. Shandong on two points, Kashima topping the group on four points, probably going to be through. Um, Daegu's group we talked about, they went to to Melbourne um, and humped victory three one. Yep. They then hosted Evergrande, humped them three one. Um, so Daegu. Can we see they're through already? They're pretty much on the verge of qualifying, right? They've got the double-headed against San Fritchie coming up. Uh, I guess if they can take four points from that, but they're definitely through. You've got to imagine if they could all win there, they're through as well, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, John Book, as we talked, they, they went to Buriram um, and they lost 1-0. That was after um, their, their opening match where they beat Beijing, right? Yeah, they came, yeah, they beat Beijing 3 1, I think it was. Um, they're sitting third in the group. Uh, Uraba are top on four points. Buriram second on three points. And Jombuk on third, three points. Beijing looking like they're toast. Toast. And the final group involving a Korean team uh, is Group H. Uh, and Ulsan are topping that group. They're four points from, from two games. They beat Shanghai SIPG 1-0. Um, and Kawasaki Fontali are third. So it's Usan top, Shanghai second, Kawasaki Fontali in their blue running track, third, and Sydney FC looking like the flipping boys. When's, so, when's the next round of that? A couple of weeks. <laughs> so, you don't know. <laughs> I don't know the actual date, you want me to tell you the date? Uh, the next round is the 10th of April. Okay. The week of the 10th of April. So, two weeks. I did say a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, just a quick thing to talk about. Kawasaki Frontale, I've mentioned now twice that they painted 
they're running track blue. Uh, we also know that JDT, uh, the Malaysian teams have painted their running track as well. Um, this would be a great idea if maybe, I don't know if it would be a great idea or not, but I think people have been talking about, well, the K-League could, could do that. But obviously anyone who knows anything about the K-League knows that the stadiums are not actually owned by the clubs. And I cannot imagine Songnam Council ever, paint, ever painting Moran and Tanchon black. I don't really sure if they ever want to be sitting in a black running track stadium anyway. It would be like being in a funeral home. What they could do is change their uniform, their, their kit to match the colour of the, the race. <laughs> every, team, every team with ash-coloured tops. <laughs> Epic. You've got to think laterally. You've got to, you've got to think for the Korean team, yeah? I mean, I mean obviously that's why Seoul play in a grey stadium. You know, like Seoul don't own the stadium, otherwise it would be red and black. Um, and that's why they always let them have concerts and esports yeah. there, because they didn't have any choice. So, unfortunately... Even though I don't think it would be a good idea to paint the running tracks the colour anyway, it's not something that is possible, as everyone who knows anything knows, yeah? Because we, they, they don't own the, the stadiums, yeah? Okay. FA Cup next week? I think I've just got an outro. Okay, good, good. Is that before we talk about the FA Cup? <laughs> just, just remind me that I've got the outro. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically, yeah, next week, we, as I said, twice there, we have the FA Cup. Next week, K two team, K two teams coming in. They, they are indeed. Um, Who have song them got? It's their customary to get knocked out by a, a university side, right? Uh, they'll get knocked out by a, a university side in the next round. <laughs> um, so the, the the fixtures are next week. There's one game on Tuesday, which is Yongin University versus Andong Science University. What, uh, what's your prediction for that? Uh, you always go with the scientists. Over the dragons. So now you're giving me another another choice for an <laughs> outro. I've got two now. And I know the one you're going to choose for the scientist, right? Um, just copley. Uh, that's on Tuesday. On Wednesday are the rest of the games on Wednesday. Just we're not going to go through them all. But the ones that kind of stick out. Suwon are at home to Chunju Citizen. Uh, everyone's favourite, the Simpsons Power Plant, uh, are away to Pusan Transport. The two Dejon teams, Dejon Citizen, are hosting Dankook University, Dejon Korea are hosting Jeonju University, and the all K2 clash of Puchon versus Eland is on Wednesday at 7.30. So how many K2 teams will get knocked out? None. <laughs> None. Well, at least one. <laughs> is it one, one all K2 clash or two? Uh, two. We also have John Am Dragons versus Guangzhou. I just don't even count John Am as a football team anymore. So yeah, we have two. So John Am versus Guangzhou. So you think it'll be eight K two teams through to the next round? Yeah, I do indeed. I think everyone will win apart from the ones who play each other. Okay. Always, always for me, I have to watch where Mokpo are <laughs> these days. Mm-hmm. Mokpo City are hosting Jeonju. Um, okay. And yeah, there's there's no uh, Jesus is not playing God this year. I don't think. I think that happened in the last round, right? No use of the Christian University places like the Jesus University. I don't see that happening this time. Um, yeah. So, any what's the, what's the easiest game for uh, citizens of Seoul and surrounding area to get to? Butchon versus Eland, seven thirty on Wednesday, or you can also go down to the Suwon Civil Stadium for Suwon versus Chunju. Um and there's probably I guess Gimpo Citizen versus Yonsei University. If you fancy a double header, you could go and see Gimpo at two, and then jump out to Butchon for seven thirty. So if anyone wants to take Wednesday off, you can do Gimpo, and then jump out to Butchon. Sounds like a plan. I said technically you could probably do Anyang and Buchon because Anyang are at three o'clock against Ichon. So if you want to go and see the two teams that hate each other most in the whole of Korea, you could watch Anyang first and then jump out to Buchon. Uh, what time's the game on Tuesday? The game on Tuesday is at 3pm kickoff in Yongin. In Yongin. Uh, and then you could nip back on the, the bus or the subway to Sangam to see Korea play Colombia. Yep. Um, unfortunately, Korea, I've had to not call up two of the players who play for Yongin. <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't a clash. Why, do you think the players can't do a doubleheader as well? I don't think Korean national players can do a one-header. But anyway, um, predictions for Bolivia again? Nil-nil. Predictions for Colombia again? Uh, Racism? <laughs> <laughs> I think Colombia are going to win that. I think Colombia will win it as well because Key's not playing, right? Thankfully, Key's not playing because he might have actually punched that guy that made the eye gesture at him last time, right? Okay, sweet. Anyone today anymore? Um, there probably was, but I've, I've forgotten it. Okay. I'm hungry, so. Okay, sweet. So if we can wrap it up there, you said you would choose an outro, you said you had two. 
So you've got the choice between Coldplay the Scientist and I don't know who sings the other song, but it's called You Don't Own Me. I want to say Carly Simon, but it might not be. Okay, let's go with the one that's the most upbeat and exciting. So Coldplay the Scientist. <laughs> Nobody said it was easy It's such a shame for us to part 